Greetings fellow tech seekers, Sean from Silicon Theory here, and this is Silicon Theory Radio. Wherever it is that you're listening to us, whether it's on Anchor.fm or your favorite podcast player, thanks for tuning in. Sorry about the lateness of the hour for the show for today. Normally I try to get this up Friday mornings, and I did not have a show on Wednesday. Uh, Illness has once again struck the family, and things are a little tough right now. Having a couple of small kids in the household means you're never not... You're never not far enough away from being sick, I guess, if that makes any sense. But there was a ton happening this week, so I'm going to try and recap everything. Hopefully this won't run too long, and I'm going to point you in the direction of some other things that hopefully will help us fill it out. So, first up, there was Apple News, tons of Apple News, and even more Apple News. So, first up, Apple had their event uh, on Monday in New York City, and that represented a refresh of significant hardware lines that had languished for quite some time, actually. And that means that we have a new MacBook Air, we have a new Mac Mini, and we have new iPad Pros. These uh, devices, all of this hardware is significant in its own way. So, let's break it down a little bit. Let's start with the MacBook Air. The MacBook Air is probably one of the most iconic um, Macs in history, right up there probably with the translucent blue uh, iMac and the original MacBook from back in the day. The MacBook Air uh, in its subsequent generations is the laptop. When you ask somebody to think of a Mac laptop, they pretty much will think of two things, either MacBook Pro or the MacBook Air. And by and large, the MacBook Air was the laptop for a number of successive years of folks, both in industry as well as scholastically. So the classic wedge shape brings tapered edges, making it super thin, super light, super portable. And it has literally languished for years with a $9.99 price tag that kind of belies its aged status. So this refresh brought a new retina screen, a thinning of the bezels. It brings us into the dual USB-C slash Thunderbolt 3 port era and still keeps a headphone jack. So good news there, although a little bit of bad news. The price went up, so your base model MacBook now runs you about $1,200. So And that's in a configuration with 8 gigs of RAM and 128 gigs of storage and still sporting dual-core processors. But, again, lightness, portability are the watchwords for the MacBook Air. Air being the fact that it is super light and as light as air, in fact. So you get yourself a laptop that is really, really quality for that $1,200 and probably would have a spec sheet that's going to meet the needs of most people, especially those that have modest computing needs. So unless you're in the music, video editing, or graphics industry, the MacBook Air is probably going to be your go-to laptop of choice. And it's all new. The Mac Mini we'll touch on a little bit, and then I'm going to spend a little bit of time on the iPad Pros, but the Mac Mini is just that, a mini Mac. It is a all-in-one box that does not include a monitor solution, but has a number of different I.O. ports so that you can plug in your own monitor solution. But it is the equivalent of a PC 
in that you have all of the computing components inside of a mini-sized chassis. And it gets an update with a refresh to the 8th generation pro uh, processors from Intel, including a hexacore uh, unit, the same hexacore chip, I believe, that's in uh, the new 15-inch MacBook Pro. So you've got some solid computing horsepower there. And uh, again, the price points for these are a little bit significant. It starts at $799, and considering that that is a base configuration, that's probably not going to give you a ton of computing power, you're probably going to want to upgrade, and once you add a monitor, you're going to be approaching the $2,000 price point very, very quickly, at which point most people probably would be better off just buying a 5K iMac, but you get a little bit of modularity with the Mac Mini, so there's something to be said for that, and if you're the kind of person that wants to buy your own 5K monitors, uh, because you can support uh, two of them at least on the Mac Mini, um, you're getting yourself uh, into territory that you can probably find a better value somewhere else. So, these here iPad Pros. It's got an all-new design. It is sporting Face ID instead of the home button, and it is very, very industrial looking. When I first saw it, I really immediately thought of the iPhone 4 with its metal chassis, metal and glass chassis, and its uh, funky looking camera hump, and that's not a bad thing per se. The screens are quality. You know you're getting the new A12 Bionic chip, so these things are going to fly from a performance standpoint. The Apple Pencil's been redesigned. It is now magnetic and charges magnetically, and you can just kind of slap it onto the side of the iPad Pro. And the second-generation Apple Pencil, along with the iPads themselves, got a price hike. So what are you getting for your new iPad Pro, whether or not you want the 11-inch uh, or the 12.9-inch? Well, you're getting a best-in-class display, you're getting a brand-new form factor, and you're getting a ton of headroom. But what you are also getting, and more importantly what you're not getting, is Mac OS, because the iPads are still running iOS. It is still a touch-first interface. It's not a straight computer interface. And you're also getting USB-C. Apple ditched the lightning connector in favor of its slightly more ubiquitous, ubiquitous USB-C interface and now can connect to some peripherals. And for example, if you've got a camera that has a USB-C port, you can plug in, you can get yourself a uh, file access system to the camera and allow it to download those pictures directly into the Photos app on the iPad. Whether or not that's going to work for you or not is a different story, but depending on your use case, that might be just the update that you're, that you're looking for. So, tons of Apple news. They also had some additional services in the Today at Apple series that they announced during this event, but by and large, the hardware was the real story, and quite honestly, we're probably not going to have any of this hardware in-house to review. We don't really need a MacBook Air. We also don't really need a Mac Mini, and I'm not about to shell out the money for an iPad Pro to get one. So if by some strange chance somebody I know picks one up, we will definitely have some more review. And until then, you can check out all the information available at apple.com. Speaking of reviews, uh, Phonetober, Techtober, whatever the hell you want to call it, continues. I currently have the Pixel 3, the iPhone XS Max, the iPhone XR, and the LG V40 Thin Q unboxing videos 
all up on our channel right now. Yes, that is four unboxing videos. So make sure you head on over to youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Silicon Theory or mash that link in the bio to check them out. We also have up a follow-up video regarding the top three features of the LG G7 ThinQ, which is a phone that we have still in-house as a review unit, and we're going to do some comparisons between it and the V40 here pretty soon. But we're working very hard and very diligently on the iPhone reviews as well as the Pixel 3 reviews. So, or the Pixel 3 review, I should say, and I'm hopeful that Sean P. will take on the V40 review for us since he did an excellent job with the V30 review last year. But if you have some questions about that, make sure you call into the stations, I guess I should say. If you have questions about any of those phones, make sure you call into the station and let us know. We'll do our best to answer them. We've been answering questions on the YouTube channel, so if you prefer, you can leave a comment there. One of the questions we got was whether or not the V40 has an LED notification light, and much like the Pixel 3, it does not. Now, the V40 does have an edge light system, so you can actually have the edges of the display light up and glow different colors when you get a new notification, if that's kind of your bag. Uh, and the Pixel 3, of course, has the always-on display option so that you can see notifications as they come in. Uh, but for those of you that are interested in LED notification lights, sadly, the V40 and Pixel 3 do not have them. So uh, that was one of the questions that we got, as I mentioned. So if you have others, make sure you let us know so we can get them answered for you. And be sure to stay tuned to the channel, dialed in, focused, laser focused, as they say, to make sure that uh, when those reviews go live, you'll be the, amongst the first to see them. So that, I think hopefully wraps up. Oh no, I lied. There is one more bit of news. OnePlus, as we mentioned previously on a show, had to move their event and they announced the OnePlus 6.3 to eh, relatively little fanfare. Most of the phone's uh, specifications and details had already leaked almost in its entirety. So wasn't a ton new that we learned other than the fact that those people who attended the uh, event in New York City got a free backpack. So good on them. And it is now available in one SKU in T-Mobile stores. So if you are interested in the OnePlus 6T, you can actually go to a T-Mobile store and check it out. And T-Mobile is actually offering a pretty good deal where if you trade in one of a number of about eight different phones, they'll give you up to $300 off, which is a great bargain and brings the already modestly priced OnePlus 6T down into very, very cheap for the money territory. So uh, I encourage you, if you have questions about OnePlus, to go and check it out. Or also, as I said, call into the station and let us know. So that's pretty much it. I believe that's the show for today. Thanks for listening. We will hopefully have some additional information uh, coming soon to you, and I will try and get it up in the ST Weekly Recap Show tomorrow morning. Again, health and weather permitting. Uh, hoping the girls feel a little bit better. Your kid's got a 100-degree fever. It's not any fun for anybody. But... Thanks again for listening. Remember, you can catch all of our written content over at silicontheory.com. Follow us on social. We are at Silicon Theory on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And the aforementioned YouTube channel can be accessed by the link in our bio. Take care, everybody. Have a good evening, and we will talk tech soon.